Hello everybody. Today's theme will be defense in depth in cybersecurity. Before we go there, I just want to um, drive by some core principles or key elements of cybersecurity to explain and draw a better picture of what uh, we are going to talk about. Just want to start with the concept of the CIA the triad confidentiality integrity availability um, probably this is one of the most important aspect of cyber security the cornerstone of what we need to understand and if you understand these three simple elements you will understand any cyber security program any control you can understand exactly why it's there so starting with the confidentiality, which is to ensure that any unauthorized individuals are unable to gain access to sensitive information or systems. You do that by encryption of the information, by having a proper uh, authentication and authorization process. So I, as well, I'm including the practical controls of what we're talking about, because I've noticed in my years a lot of people working in the industry think it's very theoretical it's not a practical the cia when you bring it to any discussion you see some people uh, give you a strange look it's like what are you talking about there and i will show you as well how wrong that is and in practicality how important it is to understand as a cybersecurity uh, professional so moving on with the integrity, which is to ensure that there are no unauthorized modification to any information or on your system. A simple example, you have an Excel sheet that have hundreds of tables. You send it, you got it back, you want to confirm it is still the same document. You have the hash, which is irreversible. You check the hashes if they match, that uh, document has not been tampered or changed. We use that as well a lot in cybersecurity when we hash or baseline some of uh, a very interesting or critical part of an OS. And when we see the same name, for example, notepad.exe with a different hash, then straight away, you know, this is not an, a genuine program that is playing. Sometimes as well, when you download certain applications or softwares, uh, from websites, they tell you to check the, the hash, the SHA-1, SHA-256, to confirm that this is a genuine software. Availability. The best, most secure systems are the system that you turn them off, but that defeat the main concept of the confidentiality, integrity, and availability, which is it has to be available, serving information to people who are authorized and legitimate users to use the systems. Controls that serve that, fault tolerance, clustering, backups, there's a lot of controls that provide you that. Not only that, one of the most critical thing is vulnerability management and how we know what is critical and what is not is through a common vulnerability scoring system, CVSS. And this comes as a number, nine critical, um, for medium, one, two, three, or something low, it doesn't come, the numbers doesn't come, but like someone decided this is, yeah, very critical, let's give it a nine. There's a method for that to implement. You have the att 
attack vector that you have the access complexity how complex is that to do the authentication does it need to be authenticated to do the harm and then the last three are confidentiality integrity and availability you see how important part they play to give you the scoring of any vulnerability having said that another point which is very important to understand is risk evaluation cybersecurity risk analysis is the cornerstone of any information security program any business unit look at cybersecurity to assess the risk this is how they know cybersecurity exists is risk mitigation and providing them with that uh, understanding and intelligence of what is risky and what should be done and how to avoid situations like that. Seen with the consulting or the big consulting firms, they do it with a very, very complex matrix and methodology. And this is wrong. And I think it's not innocent. It is intentional to build their own capabilities and not to the customers. So they are always doing that work as everything is done through that same principle or framework, which is the NIST special publication SP 830, conducting risk assessment. And it is very straightforward framework made from four steps. Step one, preparation for the assessment, can go to NIST website, download that document, and go through the preparation assessment. A lot of ideas, a lot of uh, information there that sometimes even you miss or you don't think about. It's already there. Step two, which is the core where everything, it's the kitchen where everything is cooked there. And which this is where we conduct the assessment first by identifying the threat source identifying the vulnerability, determine the likelihood of occurrence, determine the magnitude of impact, and then you can determine the risk. Then step three, which is uh, communicate the result, and step four, which is continuation or maintenance of the loop, as any security assessment is a point of time. Always remember, it is a point of time of when you did the assessment, when we said about identifying threats, could be adversarial threats or groups attempting to uh, undermine your security. And that could be an insider or trusted uh, person inside your company, internal threat, or could be competitors, could be cyber criminal gangs, accidental threat. And this is, I think this is like the biggest part of what we see in day-to-day -day operation is accidental things happening. And that could be a staff doing something that they should by mistake. Structural threat, equipment failure, what's so an environmental threat, which uh, will mention more about the unfortunate events that happened in Turkey with the earthquake. If you want to build a data center in this country, one of the main threats that you identify there are earthquakes and what you should do and how you should structure your data center to withstand events, unfortunate events uh, as such. Or you're building it, for example, in Florida, you should expect another threat, which is floods that will occur as well and how you design and how you do your structure or your building identifying vulnerabilities after you do identify your threat you go and identify and check 
uh, how threat could be exploited and compromise your security or your organization. And as we said, risk is equal to threat plus vulnerability. You have to have both presented, combined uh, of a threat to that is corresponding to a vulnerability to both present that risk. A vulnerability is any weakness in a device, in a system, in an application that might allow attackers to take advantage and exploit your system and this is internal. It is under your control. It is something that you can prevent by patching, mitigating that risk. And threat is an always an outsider force that might exploit a vulnerability in your environment. Or as we mentioned, it could be a natural disaster, an earthquake, a flood that might do that. Now, when we implement or follow the structured SP830, uh, conducting risk assessment, we get what we, is called the qualitative risk assessment, which you have the table, probably you have seen green, orange, and, and red, low, medium, and high, and you have the impact and the likelihood of these um, risks. And you have the quantitative as well, risk analysis fair, for example, which include uh, a financial aspect to the risk calculation and annual calculation, how much it occurs, uh, and goes way deeper into analyzing any threat. But with this one, for example, if you have a likelihood of a flood happening as a medium and the impact is low, so the overall risk would be and is low. Now that we have laid all that out and explained the basic principle of what we need to explain, now we can go into the defense in depth security architecture, which a lot of people say this is all and we shouldn't be using or following or doing, but this is all show how um, that is untrue and should be followed. And giving the example with the latest for glass pass breach that took place on an employer's machine that was unpatched using it at home you know doing work on it patching and, and hardening and following certain process and procedures will prevent these events from happening now defense in depth is or means there's no single line of defense there are plenty for one at every time and it is layered that's why as well sometimes it's referred as a layered security or onion security starting from its core for if you want to imagine it in a circles you have the core there the data the information security you can encrypt this is how you can protect that part and then you have the application you get bigger application and application is there's the endpoint the system that hosts that application there's your network, there's the parameter, and now there's the new line or defense, which is identity. That is the cloud, which is the new parameters now that we're working with. So you can apply and it is expanding and going through every part of integration within cybersecurity. So as we mentioned, there's the four design modules um, in DID, or DID, Defense In-Depth, starting with the uniform protection, protected enclaves, uh, information-centric, and threat vector analysis. We'll explain 
little bit as well about what they are. For example, uh, uniform protection is, it's not a good design to start, just to start like that, as it treats all systems as equally important. And this is wrong. You have to identify what is a crown jewel in your environment, what is important, what is sensitive, what is critical, and defend them accordingly. You cannot waste all your resources defending everything. And sometimes these uh, systems are not important or that important to waste all your resources on. Protected enclaves is segmentation. This is one of the simplest architecture, VLANs and segmenting things, yet very effective. I advise you to have a proper segmentation and enclaves in your environment. Really excellent strategy. If you get uh, a malware, it goes to this one VLAN, it cannot spread to other VLANs uh, in your environment sometimes as well. Information-centric, it identify critical assets and provide layered protection. This is exactly what we want. You assess what is important and what is not, and you lay your uh, uh, security controls accordingly. And the last one, which is the threat vector analysis, which is uh, identify which threat vector can become or manifest and provide security mechanism to shut it down. A quick example, a USB. You can disable USB and that will get that attack vector out of the equation. If someone uh, plug a USB and try to infest your machines, that will not work. Now, after that as well, discuss what all that brings to the table for us which is the controls. Well, doing all this security is to have a control. And you can have technical controls and administrative controls and physical controls. Technical or logical controls are firewalls, intrusion detection, prevention systems. Administrative controls involves process and procedures. Physical controls, locks, guards, fences. And this is important uh, as well, a lot of people sometimes drop the ball when it comes to physical security it is an important aspect of uh, securing your environment as well with that comes preventive controls detective controls correction controls compensating controls for example an EDR or an anti-malware solution will mitigate prevent detect and even correct detect the malware and remove it or delete it straight away so you have sometimes uh, certain uh, tools in your arsenal that do more type of a control. Just to give it a small example of um, an endpoint and how controls you have there, how many layers of protection you have by the password and through authentication. The AAA framework, Authorize, Authenticate, and Account, Accountability, is very, it is one of the most important parts of the defense in depth. And then you have the host firewall, you have a firewall, you have a DLP as well, maybe just for this, the, the endpoints uh, section, whitelisting and blacklisting, anti-malware, antivirus, patching and vulnerability, encryption of the hard drive got lost, uh, at least it is encrypted, no one can uh, access this data. 
file in integrity monitoring tools and logging event you say you might be applying all these controls in your environment without even knowing and applying one of the designs of the defense in depth uh, mainly and just to end with that simple uh, methodology security architecture is knowing your weak points where attackers might exploit control these gaps and have or never have a single point of failure this is what is in a very simple explanation a good security architecture that's it for now for this episode uh, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you in the next one thank you so much